Greetings. Thank you for joining Present Truth Presented, I Will Bless You podcast. We are at the end of week five. We've been looking at God and Father. This is episode 35, Spirit of Your Father. Psalms 109.21 says, But you, O God, the Lord, deal kindly with me for your name's sake. Because your loving kindness is good, deliver me. But you, O Elohim, Yahweh, deal kindly with me for your name's sake. Because your loving kindness is good, deliver me. I have been fascinated and gained a fresh revelation of the names of God as I read the scriptures. Because now that I know that God is Elohim and Lord is Yahweh, I just, it, it, it's a fresh revelations unfolding of how God unfolds his truth through his nature and through his character. Uh, we know that God's name remains the same throughout all generations. He actually said when Moses asked him, what should I tell the children of Israel that who you are? And he said, tell them that Elohim is I am, that I am. Elohim is the God of the living and he is also our Father. Father, we thank you that you are fully trustworthy. You're always powerful, forever loving, and constantly present with us. And you, through your kindness, have been revealing your true nature and your character to us through your multifaceted names that you refer to yourself. You showed us who you were through saying, I am Yahweh Rapha, your healer. I am Yahweh Jireh, your provider, the one who sees ahead and makes provision. This week we've been looking at, Father, your, that you are also, not only are you God, the high and lofty one who sits in the heavens, but you are our Father one who cares for us, who's compassionate and kind and loving, that you are our provider. You're the one who wants to spend time with us. So we thank you, Elohim. We thank you, Abba, Father, that you care deeply for us and that we're not subjects in your kingdom. We are your children in a family who also happens to be your kingdom representatives upon the earth. Our key passage of scripture has been number 6, 22 through 27, and we've looked at it through various translations. And we've discovered that God said, I want to set you in a place of blessing. I want to cause you to become in a, in, into a state of where you will be visited by my presence. 
that your glory, my glory will become your glory and that my fire will be your fire. He says that uh, in this passage of scripture, uh, Yahweh says, I will keep you. That no matter what's going on in the world, that we do not need to fear being overrun or overruled because God's watching out for us. He, he causes his face, his presence to be with us, his favor to be upon us. He shows us his kindness, his mercy through his graciousness. The eternal will and does lift up his countenance upon us. He is turning his face towards us even this very moment. He is, he is looking upon us with distinction. He says, you are a special one, that I have tender interest in you and what concerns you, that I am paying attention to you this very moment. What concerns you? What needs do you have? What's caught you unaware this week? I'm turning my face to meet you in that place and to provide for you. Psalms 21, 6 says, For you made him most blessed forever. You made him joyful with gladness in your presence or your countenance. When he says you made him, you made your people. He's made us most blessed forever. In his presence, there's gladness and joy. This week, it's, it's a Wednesday, and we're looking at the next tribe of Israel, which happens to be Ephraim. And there's there was 165 verses that talk about Ephraim. I think that's more than any other tribe. Ephraim was, was named, his name means double as sheep. I shall be doubly fruitful. He was the second son of Joseph. That he was blessed and given preference over the firstborn, Manasseh. We see his birth in Genesis 46, 20, he was actually born to Joseph in the land of Egypt. Uh, and they, Ephraim and Manasseh, form the house of Joseph. And we see Moses' blessing on Joseph in Deuteronomy 33, 13 through 27, which reads, Of Joseph, he said, Blessed of the Lord be his land with the choice things of heaven, with the dew, and from the deep lying beneath, and with the choice yield of the sun, and with the choice produce of the months, and with the best things of ancient mountains, and with the choice things of the everlasting hills, and with the choice things of the earth and its fullness, and the favor of him who built, who dwelt in the bush. Let it come to the head of Joseph, and to the crown of the head of the one distinguished among his brothers. As the firstborn, his ox or bull, majesty is his, as his horns are the horns of the wild ox. That's Ephraim. With him, they will push the peoples all at once to the ends of the earth, and those are the ten thousands of Ephraim, and those are the thousands of Manasseh. So we see in this blessing that Moses made it clear that Ephraim was going to receive the blessing, that out of Ephraim tens of thousands would be blessed, and that they would push people 
throughout the known world. Blessed of the Lord is his land. That's the title of this passage of scripture. These two tribes, Ephraim and Manasseh, were indeed blessed numerically in Israel. Their descendants were greater than all the others, and they were uh, among the twelve sons of Jacob. They were, instead of Joseph becoming a tribe, Ephraim and Manasseh became a, the tribe. And Levi, there's actually 13 tribes. Levi is a tribe, but Levi did not obtain an inheritance. God was his inheritance, and he was blessed uh, to be the, the, the priestly uh, tribe throughout the whole entire nation of Israel. And then Jacob blessed uh, Joseph in Genesis 48, 17-19, which reads, Now when Joseph saw that his father laid his right hand on the head of Ephraim, it displeased him. So he took hold of his father's hand to remove it from Ephraim's hand to put it upon Manasseh's head. And Joseph said to his father, Not so, my father, for this one is the firstborn. Put your hand on his head. But his father refused and said, I know, my son, I know. He also shall become a people, and he also shall be great. But truly his younger brother, Ephraim, shall be greater than he, and his descendants shall become a multitude of nations. The Wikipedia writes concerning Ephraim that he was portrayed as domineering, haughty, discontented, and jealous. The biblical account, the Israelite tribes were initially united in a single kingdom and only later fractured into the northern and southern kingdoms. This fracture is blamed on the jealousy of Ephraim over the growing power of Judah. In the book of Chronicles, Ephraim's act of splintering from Judah is denounced as forsaking God, and Ephraim is portrayed as becoming highly irreligious, particularly in their resistance to the reforms enacted by Hezekiah and Josiah. It was not until the close of the first period of Jewish history that God refused the tabernacle of Joseph and chose not the tribe of Ephraim, but chose the tribe of Judah, the Mount Zion, which he loved. When the ark was removed from Shiloh to Zion, the power of Ephraim was sequestered. Chuck Pierce says of Ephraim, Manasseh, and Benjamin that these were the next generation warriors. They were the youngest and the smartest tribes. Even though Benjamin was older, Ephraim was the leader of this group. These tribes were not put on the front lines of battle but they did have a place in war. Ephraim and Joseph, Ephraim and Manasseh were Joseph's sons, but they came to be counted as tribes in Israel and represented the next generation. The responsibility of the tribes of Benjamin, Ephraim, and Manasseh were to defend the holy things from t in the tabernacle during times of war. This is a picture of what should take place. The next generation needs to be taught to guard what is holy. They have to defend the faith and honor the holy, or it will be lost in the battle. This is a quote from A Time to Advance, 
on page 164. When the tribes marched out, Ephraim was eighth in the order. These three tribes, Benjamin, Ephraim, and Manasseh, camped on the west side of the tabernacle. Some interesting facts about this tribe was that Joseph was of the tribe of Ephraim. Ephraim was very influential in the early days of Israel, being highly commended by Gideon in Gideon's 8.2, Judges 8.2, excuse me, and included some of the key religious and political centers of Bethel and Shechem. Following the revolt of the ten tribes after Solomon's rule, Ephraim became the leader in the northern kingdom of Israel, according to 1 Kings 12. Often the name Ephraim was used for Israel because of the many members of this tribe and its leadership role. The Hebrew prophets, especially Hosea, chastised the tribe for idolatry, spiritual unfaithfulness, and relationship with heathen nations. Ephraim was involved in an alliance with Syria against Judah and King Ahaz. In 722 BC, the northern kingdom of Israel was taken into captivity in Assyria. This seemed to be the end of the tribe of Ephraim, but the Lord would not forget them. Through the prophet Jeremiah, in Jeremiah 31.20, he declared that these people will, will still be his dear son, and he would have mercy on them. Years later, after God's people returned to their homeland following a long period of captivity in Babylon, children of Ephraim settled in Jerusalem. However, Ephraim is considered to be one of the lost ten tribes of Israel. Some religious groups believe that America is the house of Ephraim, is the home of Ephraim. That Ephraim, when it says they were going to press west, Manasseh settled in England, and Ephraim pushed all the way and settled in the new land, America. Ephraim's standard was that of a bull, which correlates to America's economic center symbol as a bull. So we see that there was great potential with Ephraim, and he was a powerful leader. But his jealousy and his irreligiousness got him into trouble. And they end up being one of the scattered tribes. God said in number six, twenty-seven. Put, pronounce, invoke, place, set my name upon my people, and I will bless them with the manifestation of that name. Today, I put upon you, I set upon you, the spirit of your father. This is one of the names of the Holy Spirit that Yeshua, Jesus, used when he taught his disciples. Jesus promised that wherever his followers were, would go and whenever they would be persecuted, the Holy Spirit would inspire them with the right words. Throughout his history, Jesus made it clear that God is our Father. The key passage of Scripture we see that Jesus called the Holy Spirit, Spirit of your Father, is Matthew 10, verse 20. But 16 through 19 is important to read. 
It says, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be shrewd as serpents and innocent as doves. Beware of men, for they will hand you over to courts and scourge you in their synagogues. And you will even be brought before governors and kings for my sake as a testimony to them and to the Gentiles. But when they hand you over, do not worry about how or what you are to say, for it will be given to you that hour what you are to say. And verse 20 says, For it is not you who speak, but it is the Father, the Spirit of your Father who speaks in you. I believe this is correlating to the season that we're in right now, when these governors are trying to put these restrictions, these strong arm upon the church that that we can't meet, that uh, some are even saying, you know, for months they're gonna, not going to allow the people of God to gather together and and worship. What did uh, what was the whole issue with Passover? Let my people go that they may worship. We're in that same kind of battle right now. and But Jesus says, don't worry about it. The spirit of your father will speak in you. He also says, correlates the spirit of your father in Luke 10, 21 through 24, which this passage says, our eyes are blessed to see. Blessed are the eyes which see the things you see. For I say to you that many prophets and kings wished to see the things which you see and did not see them, and to hear the things which you hear, and they did not hear them. We are also told in Acts 4, 24-25 and 29-31 that we are to be end-time witnesses of God's power. This, too, was when the, 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 the people of God were being persecuted and they were arrested and the people of God began to pray and call out to God to empower them to be a witness. And verse 29 says, And now, Lord, take note of their threats and grant your bondservants may speak your word with all confidence while you extend your hand to heal and signs and wonders take place through the name of your holy servant, Yeshua. And when they had prayed, the place where they had gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness. This is what we're after right now. We're in a time where we've come through the Passover. We still have Pharaoh saying, you can't do this and you can't do that, trying to prohibit the people of God from worshiping. But God is saying, I'm going to empower you with the Holy Spirit, with the Spirit of your Father. I put, pronounce, invoke, place the name of the Spirit of your Father upon you. Elohim, Deal kindly with us because of your namesake. It is through your loving kindness that we are delivered. Elohim, thank you that you are and you have displayed throughout your word that you are a good, good Father. Beloved, our everlasting Father in heaven is protective, affectionate, trustworthy, provider of all things. 
that pertain to life and godliness. Abba is God and Father to you. He is the source of your encouragement and empowerment. In him is no veritableness or shadow of turning. Our Father of lights is releasing revelation to you. Elohim is your living Father. He doesn't turn a deaf ear. Righteousness is the foundation of his throne and of his fatherhood. He is your defender and the one who brings justice to you and to the land. Beloved, if you have a tendency to have the characteristics of Ephraim, domineering, haughty, discontent, irreligious, jealous, repent. Ask Abba to heal you and enable you to be those who fight with your brothers and sisters and guard the holy things of the Lord. I say, you will rightly align your heart with our Father in heaven and experience the double portion blessing prophesied to Ephraim. I say, the spirit of your Father is within you, enabling you to go forth into the world with the sure word of the Lord upon your lips. No need to worry what you are to say when you are confronted or persecuted. The spirit of your Father will reveal to you what and when to speak. I say, it has been granted for you to see and know heavenly mysteries. Even the prophets of old wish to see and hear what you have access to in the Spirit at this very moment, but it was not given to them. Rejoice, it has been granted to you to know, see, and hear what the Spirit is doing in this hour. Dear ones, don't succumb to the threats of the powers that be at this time. You have been called to be mighty bold witnesses of Elohim in these days. We are not to let COVID-19 restrictions or threats of imprisonment shut up our voices. Heavenly Father, hear their threats and empower your servants to speak your word with boldness and confidence. Spirit of our Father, extend your hand upon us, upon those hearing these words, that they may heal and release signs and wonders in the earth to bring glory to your holy servant, Yeshua, Jesus, for the honor of your name. I bless you with the spirit of your Father. Thank you for subscribing, reviewing, and forwarding, sharing this message with others. Bless you.